Welcome to the Big Talk Podcast, where we chat all things business and personal development related, totally unfiltered and unscripted. I'm your host, Amanda Davies, and I'm here to help you transform into the leader you were born to be, stand apart from the competition, and most importantly, share your message with the world in a big, big way. Are you ready? Welcome once again to Big Talk. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast this week. So today we're going to be talking about the inner game of building your business. And I'm going to be sharing with you the exact reasons why the inner game is way more important than things like the external game. So the, you know, the marketing and the sales and the process and, you know, the strategy, all this sort of stuff. And the irony is guys, you know, I've been running this business now for, well, this is my sixth year. And people come to me, obviously, to talk about the strategy. All roads lead back to obviously wanting to make more money in their business, wanting to book more clients and have more freedom, you know, all of the things that we really want to unlock in this business. But nine times out of 10, when someone's not quite where they want to be with building their business, it's got very little to do with the strategy. Sure, there's some strategy stuff that maybe needs tweaking or maybe we need to overhaul it completely. You know, it depends on people's situations. But nine times out of 10, there is always an issue with the inner game of the founder, of the CEO, and possibly of the team as well that they're leading as well. So I want to talk to you today about this, you know, from a psychological viewpoint. I know there's a lot of people out there talking about mindset and all this sort of stuff. And yes, mindset's great, but I kind of want to share a little bit of a deeper perspective on this today. I want to talk to you about the psychology of things like problem solving in business, why this is so important but also why it's not just about things like solving problems and solving challenges. Yes, that's a huge part of what your success is going to be contingent on in this business, but it's also about bringing this conscious attitude to those problems and to those challenges in your business. Because I'm honestly, guys, I'm going to be straight with you, you know, whether you are a coach or whether you're a consultant or whether you're someone in the wellness industry or a thought leader or an expert in your field, and you want to provide services to people online, I can tell you flat out, I've been doing this work long enough now that you can have two people doing the exact same thing and one will get a great result and one will fail. And that difference, that reason why one succeeds and one fails is because of their inner game, because of their psychology and their mindset around their business. So I want to kind of bring this to life a little bit today. This, I cannot stress how important this is. And I'm going to kind of call it out as well, because I think, you know, there's a lot of chat out there about, you know, why positive mental attitude is really important and why mindset is so important. Yes, 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 of course. But I see people giving lip service to this. I see people not taking it seriously enough. And honestly, this is the thing, like hand on heart when I'm speaking to you, I've got my hand on my heart right now. This is the thing that's going to either sink your business or set you up for incredible success going forward and sustainable success too. All right. So this isn't a joke. This isn't a gimmick. This isn't something that's like, oh yeah, you know, let's talk a bit about mindset fluff or whatever. This is really serious. And, you know, from personal perspective too, when I first got into this business, I was like, just give me the strategy. Like what's the, what are the steps I need to follow? 
what if I oh, shut up with your mindset stuff? I'm a psychologist. Like I don't need to learn about mindset. I had to go through some freaking big shifts guys. And I do this stuff for a living <laughs> just when I was setting up this business too. All right. So please, please, please hear me when I say that your success in business is going to be contingent on your ability and your willingness to master your inner game. This is no joke. All right. So here's the other thing I want to say before I kind of get into the, into the meat of the content here is when we strip it all back, when we look at our businesses, you know, if you're a startup founder, if you're, you know, CEO, you've started this great business or you've got this idea for this great business. Okay. All businesses really are is a series of problems that you've kind of got to solve, (laughs) whether that's for yourself or whether that's the people you're serving or your clients or your team. It is literally just one big problem that you're solving. Okay. Um, And, you know, obviously the result of solving those problems that you help people, obviously you get your work out there, you get your message out there, you do great things. Obviously you make some great money in the process too, but all business essentially is, is a series of questions to be answered and problems to be solved, literally day in and day out. This is all you are doing. All right. So if you think about it, like if you're just getting started with your business, you're like, one of the first big problems is you're going to be like, well, how do I set up a business? Who do I need to register it with? What are my compliance obligations to the tax office? All of this sort of stuff. How do I set up a website? You know, how do I set up a drop shipping business on Amazon? What does that look like? You know, how do I hire a team? Who do I need to hire? How do I optimize my social media, grow my following? You know, what should I be offering people? What do people want? These are all bloody questions, right? They're all problems. They're all challenges, regardless of what stage we're at in business. Because even as you grow, you're then going to be asking yourself like, okay, so great. So I've got myself to 10K a month, 20K a month. Now, how do I hit 100K a month? So that's like a whole different set of problems, right? How do I scale? What's the best sales funnel for me? Oh shit, that sales funnel is now broken. How do I fix it? Um, You know, where do I invest? How do I invest? How do I find the money to invest? Like I said before, you know, who do I hire? So the, the questions basically just become more and more complex. The bigger you get, the more you grow. But as I said, even if you're just starting out, you're going to be confronted with a series of, of questions and problems that you need to just dive right into if you're serious about getting to the outcome and setting up this business and helping people, all right? So when I say that business is just like a series of problems and a series of challenges or questions that need to be answered, like, I really mean it, you know, and really your success in business is partially, I'm going to talk about the other part of this in a minute, but is partially dependent and contingent on your ability to solve those problems. Okay. So if you think about setting up the website, setting up the drop shipping business, thinking about your offer or your team, where you're going to find money to invest, your ability to solve those problems is a huge part of your success in this business. Okay. Problem is, (laughs) problem is we don't automatically know how to solve those problems. Most of us, I don't know, maybe there's some special freaks out there, but most of us don't know how to set up a website, you know, when we're confronted with it. Maybe we don't know how to bloody set up an online sales funnel. Maybe we don't know where to go to hire a team. Like we don't, we're not born knowing this stuff. We're not born knowing how to be online marketers. We're not born knowing how to, to set up all of the nuts and bolts and things behind the business and behind the scenes. So what happens is, is that we are 
confronted with these challenges day to day. And this is where we start to get into the, the psychology of problem solving and why this is so important in your business, because you're going to be confronted with these questions and challenges every single day, and you ain't going to know how to solve them immediately, more often than not. Okay. Yes. A big part of your success is going to be about getting resourceful, finding people that can help you, but Hey, guess what? That's a problem to be solved in itself. Who do I go to? Who can help me? Where do I find the money to pay for that person's services? Problem, 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 challenge, challenge, challenge. Okay. So it's like, you're not going to know how to solve this stuff immediately, more often than not, straight off the bat. So where the psychology part starts to come in here, and this is where it starts to tip one way in terms of whether people are going to be successful in their new venture or not. Because what happens is as humans, you know, I always talk about humans, we're meaning makers. We make meaning out of things. So if we're confronted with challenge after challenge after challenge, we don't know how to solve them. Maybe we make some inroads. Maybe we do some investigating. Maybe we consult Google. Maybe we watch a few webinars. We collect information. We try to apply it. Don't get anywhere, maybe. So we're starting to chip away at these challenges and problems that we don't know how to solve. Guess what starts to happen? We start to, and this is human default conditioning, okay, we often start to make it mean something about us. If we can't solve a challenge or a problem, if we don't know where to go to get help, if we're not resourceful enough to go get help, we don't know what to do, don't know what steps to take, maybe we do a little bit, kind of dabble here and there, but ultimately we get nowhere. Our default human conditioning is that we start to make it mean something. I've never been any good at technology. I'm really rubbish at, you know, putting systems together. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not that way inclined. I'm not wired like that. So we start to say these things, all right? You know, guys, you know, I'm always talking about beliefs and attitude in business. We start to apply this meaning to these challenges that we're up against, okay? We apply meaning, we make it mean something about us. And then I'm going to take it one step further. Again, human conditioning. When we start to apply this meaning, guess what else we do? It starts to fire off those parts of the brain that store the memories that support the meaning. For example, let's go back to this technology example. You guys know there's a lot of tech involved in setting up an online business. It's a big challenge for people. But that's when we start to say things like, oh, remember that eighth grade paper that I failed, that tech paper? I see, I've never been any good at tech. Oh, remember when that teacher told me like, I'm no good at computers. <laughs> like, like this is the shit we start to drag up and remember and apply. And sometimes this is happening on a very subconscious level. But what's happening is it's starting to reinforce the meaning that we're giving the challenge in that situation. We're making it mean that we're not very good at technology, are we? Because of all of these pieces of bloody evidence that we've collected over the 20, 30, 50 years, however old we are. So we, firstly, we apply meaning and then we back up the meaning with all of our BS stories from the past that just solidifies and reinforces that meaning. And then guess what happens next? We get emotional. <laughs> we get emotional. This is what we do. Guys, this is classic human behavior, right? We get emotional because remember, emotions are just um, interpretations of the meaning that we're giving things, all right? So it's like, we start to get emotional. We start to, you know, we want to throw the bloody laptop out the window. 
we get a bit scared. We start to get frustrated. We feel anxious. And then guess what happens when we get anxious? We start to future pace. We catastrophize. Oh, well, if this is what running an online business really means, then I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> you know, so we start to say this sort of stuff and I'm laughing, guys, because like I've been here so many times myself, but I can see it and I can recognize it. And I'm going to apply some of these tools that I'm going to give you in a bit to kind of really being able to pull myself out of these, you know, bloody it's like this shit soup that we end up in sometimes. It's, it's crazy. Like we end up in these holes and we get dug into our challenges because we're making it mean something about us. And then we get emotional about it, all right? Classic human behavior. So before when I said to you that your success in business is contingent on your ability to, to solve problems, and I said that was sort of only half of the equation, the other half is this. Yes, your success is, your, is, is contingent on your ability to solve problems, but it's also contingent on your conscious attitude towards solving those problems and your ability essentially to overcome that default human conditioning I just described, okay, that, that application of meaning, the backing it up with all of the evidence and all the reasons why we're shit at technology and then the emotions around it, human conditioning, we need to be able to overcome that in order to forge forward and be successful in business. And this is where I'm going to share some, some, tins, some, some, some tips and hints with you around this because, guys, this is everything. Yes, you've got to be able to solve the problems or get resourceful to be able to solve the problems. But your attitude towards solving them is just as, if not even more important, because this game is mental, right? This is a mental game. This is what business is, problem solving, but your attitude towards solving those problems. Like I said, you can have two people applying the same strategy or doing the same thing. One will get a great result and one will fail. Why? Because of their attitude and their willingness to overcome default human conditioning and to actually look at things through a different lens, to live in a different emotional home compared to the person that fails. The person that fails is going to dig into their challenge and into their problems, make it mean something and spiral out typically. Whereas someone who can get into the challenge, but also apply some of what I'm going to talk to you about next has great success, builds the grit, builds the muscle, builds the resourcefulness in which to overcome those challenges. So the great news is we can actually have a massive shift around this sort of stuff, around our attitude towards these challenges and problems really, really quickly. You know, this isn't necessarily about doing, you know, an hour long morning routine or morning ritual every single day or whatever. Although I do recommend that obviously you set aside time to do that work too, but this is more about catching ourselves in the moment and really understanding when we're confronted with these challenges, how we're reacting to them. Where do we go? What emotional home do we tend to go to? Um, and so this awareness first off is like a baseline in terms of being able to then change this sort of behavior and to sort of change our reaction to what's going on around us. So now that you've got this awareness, you know, this is human default conditioning. Now you've actually got a choice around actually, you know, I, I can change this. You know, we don't have to default to where most humans go when confronted with challenges to be really successful with what we're doing. 
we need to go the bloody opposite way. So this is what I kind of want to share with you now, just some sort of hints and tips around how to do this. But the very first thing I, I want you to do is number one, have this awareness. Okay. Know this, but also number two, sometimes it's like when we're in this situation where we're feeling challenged, we're feeling frustrated, we're feeling like we're not good enough. We're feeling like this will never work out. And we've got these challenges coming out of our ears. Sometimes it's okay just to feel it as well. We don't want to stay there. We don't want to stay in this shit soup, but sometimes it's like, it's, it's okay just to be there for a minute and say, God, you know what? Bloody hell, this sucks. Like I'm so over this. <laughs> you know, That's okay. Let the emotion out because we all know that when we just kind of stuff our emotions down, they pop out somewhere else. All right. So sometimes it's just really good just to feel it, go for a walk, get some fresh air in your lungs, let it out, scream into a pillow, whatever it is that works for you just to get the energy moving. And I, I honestly, like, I really think that this is such an important part of being able to move through this and to be able to change your state really quickly. Feel that emotion, literally give yourself 30 seconds or a minute or however long you need just to get it out. Feel it, all right? That's my first piece of advice to you. Second thing I want you to do in the moment, once you've, you're done with feeling it, I want you to get some perspective. Perspective. Now, how you can get perspective in the moment really, really simply is to connect back to your vision around why you're doing this. Why are you here? Why are you doing this business in the first place? Because I know if you follow me, I know that uh, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you got this far, like you've got a really big message that you want to share. You want to help people. You want to do good things. Obviously, you want to create financial freedom and independence um, and freedom and all this sort of stuff. Like I want you to get kind of really connected back into that in the moment that you're confronted with challenges. This can literally be, again, 20, 30 seconds to feel it. Stop what you're doing after you've come back from your walk or screaming into your pillow come back, put your hand on your heart, maybe one on your belly, and literally just take a moment just to breathe and remember why you're doing this and create that perspective. One of the things that I say to my clients all the time is when you're in the weeds, when you're doing the sales, I'll keep coming back to that example because it's such a big one. Technology is such a big problem for people. When you're in the weeds of setting this stuff up, when you're kind of working behind the scenes and you're working crazy hours and you're, you're putting in all of this effort and you're in the weeds, down in the weeds, it's so important to lift up, helicopter up above it all and just get that perspective shift. Remember your vision, remember why you're doing this and get back to that place of positive outcome energy. You know why you're doing this. You're here to create freedom. You're here to create great bloody money doing so by helping people. Get back to that. Feel it. Okay, really. And you'll feel this. And I, I want to encourage you not just to think about this intellectually, but to feel it in your body. That's why I said the first step is to just feel the, the shitty emotions. Let them out. Let them through. But then what we need to do is anchor in the positive. Anchor in what we're really here to do. Anchor in the magnitude and magnificence of our vision. Like how different does that feel? Like that little shift, all right? Second thing I want you to do, or is it the third thing? I actually want you to create a new frame for this challenge or for this problem that you're up against. 
And a frame is essentially like a, a lens, okay, and how you're looking at it. So you've got this perspective, you've remembered your vision, you've remembered your why. You might go back to thinking, yeah, but it's still a problem. What do I do about it? This is where creating a, a different frame or a different lens is really useful when looking at a problem. So if we go back to the sales funnel example, if we picture that in our mind's eye and we draw a box around it, okay, we think about all of the challenges, all of the actions, all of the things that are happening within the container or the frame of that challenge, all right? And we're starting to say, you know, oh, that feels really uncomfortable when I look at all of that. And this is where I'm starting to ask myself if I can really do this and, oh, something's wrong with me and why does this sort of stuff always happen to me? Why am I no good with technology? That's one frame. That's one lens. But what we do have, we all have as humans is the power of choice. So we can continue to look at it through that frame, through that lens, or actually we can operate with a new frame. And this is something that I've had to condition. This is conditioned. This isn't something, again, we're fighting default human conditioning here, right? This is conscious thought at the moment. One of the things that I've had to do, and this is something I'd really encourage you to do, is create this new frame, this new lens. And what I say to myself when confronted with a challenge is, everything is working out for me. How different does it feel when you look at a problem from that frame versus the frame of the shit soup? All right. And I'm no good. And this is never going to work out. And oh my God, everything's going wrong. And oh, I want to throw my laptop out the window. What happens if you go and make that choice to say everything is working out for me, even when we're, even, particularly when I'm challenged, particularly when I'm challenged? And a really great way to create this shift is through really good questions. So have a, have a couple of questions that you ask yourself in this situation. So one of the questions that I always ask myself when confronted with the challenge is, you know, in addition to this overarching, everything is working out for me, one of the places I get there and how I've managed to condition this frame is I ask myself really powerful questions. The first question I ask myself is what is the opportunity here? What's the opportunity? What is this teaching me? <laughs> what is this teaching me right now? Yeah, how is this making me a better operator? How's this making me a better CEO, business person, coach? All right. Because I have no doubt that whatever you're challenged with is going to be strengthening your muscle in some way if you choose to, to do what I'm talking about and with the frame shift and perspective shift. Right. How is this making me a better business person? How is this making me a better coach? Who can help me? Who can I ask for help? I know sometimes it's very independent and ambitious, uh, you know, smart people. We don't like asking for help. I had a real resistance to asking for help, particularly when I was getting started with my business. I'm like, no, I can figure it all out. Go away you know, kind of with my arms crossed, to, you know, against my chest sort of thing, like refusing to let people in to help me. It's like, no, stuff that. Part of being resourceful is about asking for help when you need it and recognizing that it's about saving time, energy, money, ultimately as well. So asking yourself, who else can help me? Another really powerful question is things like something like, you know, how can I connect to my vision and my heart more in this moment? You know, do you need to go back to that, that vision and that why a little more and really feel into it? Because what that's going to do is keep the challenge in context. This is just one challenge. You're going to have like thousands more 
<laughs> so, you know, keep it in context. This is all about adding up to that great outcome, that great vision. How can I connect to my heart more? How is me setting up a sales funnel actually going to help me in terms of achieving my goals financially, obviously, but also in terms of getting my message out there? Why am I doing this? Like I said, when we're in the weeds and we're trying to figure out bloody pixels and where to put things and like all the stuff, it's very easy to lose sight around why we're doing this. So this is a really important step. The last part is about creating those rituals and habits that lead to you being able to better deal with this stuff as and when it comes up in the future. This is about actually creating more of an identity for yourself, okay? So when you think about, um, you know, the fact that we're always going to be confronted with challenges, we're always going to be having problems in our business, we're always going to be asking ourselves these questions and confronted with this stuff. It's like, this is about asking yourself, you know, how do I begin to cultivate and step into the identity of someone who becomes less phased by the challenges as and when they come up. The person who defaults to getting clear on the vision, creating the frame and starting to create those anchors rather than the person that goes into the quagmire of the default human conditioning. Okay. This is why I talk about conditioning this stuff. This doesn't happen overnight. This is about, you know, it's going to be a very conscious process when you're going through this, you know, okay, you know, got to remember the why, get clear on the vision. All right. Okay. Now I need to create a frame and ask myself those smart questions. This is going to feel really clunky at first because you're learning something new, right? You're doing something completely different to to what you've done before. No doubt you're going against human conditioning, as I said. So it's going to feel very conscious to begin with. But this third part is about really setting yourself up for success longer term by creating the identity of someone who eats problems for lunch, (laughs) okay? Setting yourself up with that identity, you know, the identity of the successful CEO, the global CEO, the game-changing entrepreneur. Who is that person? And how would he or she deal with the frustrations and problems and challenges that are going to come up every single day in business? Okay. Who is that person? And really starting to list out almost like a list of beliefs that sort of start to support you in stepping into that identity. Who do you need to become? You know, who do I need to become? I am resourceful. You know, I eat problems for breakfast. What are those big, powerful belief statements that you can start to create and condition every single day? So the next time you're confronted with a massive challenge or problem, you don't go to the default human programming. You go into the identity of the global CEO, game-changing entrepreneur that's confronted with the challenge. Get it? This is so powerful. Guys, I'm so big on like identity work. It's, it's unreal because the action steps are a given, I would like to hope. You know, if, you, if you're serious about your business, of course, you know, you're going to be doing this work and thinking about solving the, the problem and the challenge as well. You're going to be asking for help, as I said, getting resourceful. You're going to be putting the action steps in place. That shit's a given. But this stuff around the identity, this is the bit that starts to separate those who are mega successful versus the ones that stay floundering. It's the ability to step into the vision, get clear on that vision, get clear on the why, get that perspective. 
creating a new frame. Everything is working out for me. What is the opportunity here? Asking the smart questions. How is this making me a better business person? You know, when you do this stuff and the more you do it, the more you start to cultivate that identity of someone who eats problems for lunch. I'm going to keep coming back to that. This is a belief that you can start to distill and cultivate within yourself every single day. And I recommend you do this several times a day as well. And this is something I talk to my clients about all the time. It's about really starting to condition these beliefs, moving it beyond the intellectual, like I am a global successful CEO. No, it's about feeling it. What sort of music does that successful global CEO listen to on their way to work? How do they change their physiology? How do they stand? How do they sit? What do they believe about themselves? Because you have a choice to step into this and you are already a powerful leader, but it's about being able to cultivate that and bloody own it and remember who you are. You're not someone who cowers in the face of problems when they come up. You're not someone who gives up and throws their toys out of their pram and has a little hissy fit. You might do, you might give yourself 30 seconds of, you know, being a baby. (laughs) That's okay. We've all been there. (laughs) But then it's about being able to move quickly beyond that as well and starting to step into and cultivating this identity of that powerful, incredible, impactful CEO and change maker that I know you are here to be. And the more you condition this, even if it's just you're setting a reminder on your phone twice a day, one minute literally, to remember this identity, remember the why, get into that physiological state, listening to something that's really uplifting, remembering, uh, you know, that everything is working out for me. So, so powerful to drop into this state, even like two, three times a day, because the more you start to condition that outside of when you're confronted with the problem or challenge, the, the quicker you are to go into that identity and live there when you are confronted with challenges and problems too. Guys, this is game-changing stuff, honestly. And I'm going to go back to what I said at the very beginning of this, which is business is a mental game. You can have the best strategies in the world. And like I said, you can have two people doing the exact same thing, exact same business, exact same strategy. One will fail, one will succeed. And that difference is what I've just spoken about. Attitude towards problems, your ability to solve problems, your attitude towards solving those. And that attitude piece is everything that I've just discussed here. I'm going to recap it. Number one, feel the problems. Give yourself 30 seconds of leeway. Have a bit of a cry. Have a vent. Do whatever you need to do. Feel it. And then choose to step out and get back into that really clear picture of your why and your vision. Second part, create that frame, that lens. You make the choice. Do I want to continue being that person who's living in that emotional home of, oh, something's wrong with me and why does this sort of stuff always happen to me? Or do I want to choose to be the person who says everything is working out for me? And I'm going to ask myself some really smart questions right now when confronted with this challenge in order to get myself into that resourceful place. What's the opportunity? Why is this making me a better coach or person, even business owner? How can I connect with my heart more? Who can help me? Asking yourself those questions, but then also conditioning the identity ongoing, conditioning the identity of the successful, global, resourceful CEO. 
who remembers their why, who understands that they've got what it takes to be resourceful, to be a problem solver. Because I have no doubt you've had to be resourceful and had to be an amazing problem solver your whole life. But the thing is our brain forgets that. So I want you to kind of remember as part of this identity work, I want you to remember and get anchored into those times where you have been resourceful, where you have showed up, where you have solved problems. You know, feel that certainty, feel that kind of, I can handle it energy. I've got this. I eat problems for lunch. Certainty. Maybe it's like a calm knowingness. A Maybe it even feels a little bit exciting or spicy to you. Like whatever it is, remember those times. It's part of this identity work. Set those reminders on your phone to step into this identity until you're living there permanently because it is you. This is about dialing those best parts of yourself up and remembering that you're someone who is already this person, (laughs) okay? So remembering the truth of who you are, I'll always bring it back to this. You are already this person, but what we need to do is overcome that default human conditioning that we all go to, okay, guys? So I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I loved speaking about it. I really could chat about this stuff all day. But guys, um, I'm super, super, super excited that you've given me your time. I really love all of the comments and feedback that I'm getting so far on the podcast. I really do appreciate your emails and notes and obviously your follows on social media too. If you feel like this episode has resonated with you, please feel free to share it out as well. This is how I grow the channel. This is how I grow my audience as well. So would be hugely grateful if you did share this out as well, if you found it it useful. Um, But guys, until next time, Take care and we'll chat very soon. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Big Talk podcast today. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a review and share it with your friends. For further information about our programs and free content, head on over to lightpurposeliving.com. See you soon.